0: Hello and welcome to episode number 156 of Agency Journey. This week, we've got the Zen Pilot Boys. You've got myself, Gray, and Andrew on the line. How you doing, Dimmer?
1: Dude, I'm doing well. It's good to be back from inbound and excited to be here with you, bro.
0: You know, I was going to say we're fresh off of inbound, but I don't know if anyone comes out of inbound and feels, you feel fresh in terms of you got a ton of new ideas, but it is a full week anytime you're up there.
1: I'll tell you what sitting in uh sitting in the airport there for four hours while weather delayed flights on the east coast, the last thing I felt was fresh rolling home. so
0: so we both had to leave a little early. We left on Thursday night of inbound, and my five forty seven departure turned into a ten twelve p m departure, so good time close four and a half hours. So if I'm doing my math right, roughly roughly around there. Someone can correct me if you want. Send that to Andrew at Zenpilot.com if you have feedback <laughs> on, on that one. <laughs> hey, so we wanted to jump in. It's just going to be Andrew and I here doing a recap kind of from inbound. So first things first, if you didn't go, you hate HubSpot, you passionately dislike the color orange and all things sprockets, you're welcome to delete. You don't have to listen to this episode. I still recommend it, but you don't have to listen. If you went or you wanted to go or you've been or you're interested, you want to know what we thought, some of our takeaways from those interactions in the agency space, tune in. So, Darren, I've got some of my own thoughts jotted down separately. You've got some of your thoughts jotted down. What uh any any big takeaways?
1: Mmm, lots of takeaways. The should we start like confrontationally or should we start like with positives first?
0: Well, the good, the bad, and the ugly would say we start with the positives, but the ugly, the bad, and the good, as I like to say. <laughs> I've never said that before.
1: The thing I'm going to start with is HubSpot just has a really hard time saying, yes, we're actually charging you more for that. They, The tons of new stuff rolling out, it's awesome, it's exciting, let's go. Drinking the purple, or the purple Kool-Aid, the orange Kool-Aid.
0: <laughs> Magento,
1: anyone? But what the heck? Like you can just say, yeah, we're actually charging more for that. That's okay. That always bothers me. You don't always have to put this like positive spit on things. Um, but that aside, I thought that partner day was really well run this year. Um, and you know inbound's been kind of an evolving space when it comes to like what partners can do there or what, what type of content there is for agencies only. Um, but last year, kind of being the first year of having like a standalone partner day, that was pretty cool but it felt kind of small and a little bit unorganized this year though i thought it was taking it to a whole nother level they had a lot of content roll out in the tracks really well organized um i had to speak uh two sessions there and that was really streamlined really smooth i liked it because there were smaller groups and it's you know you're when we spoken at inbound and the, the the rooms are so much bigger which is like it's cool because you get to talk to a big room but at Partner Day, it was neat because the the groups were smaller, and I felt like we could, you know, you could, as a as a speaker, you could connect more with the audience. Um, so that was one one thing that I would highlight is just Partner Day was was well done. So shout out to the Partner team there at HubSpot.
0: All right, you get your shout outs in. You only think it was well done because you got to speak twice. And way, that, way to throw in there, <laughs> hey, Not only did I speak once, I I got to go twice, which I thought was cool that they had a bunch of well, not not everybody, but they had a lot of the speakers go. Sorry, I didn't want to make you feel not special. But um, they had a handful of speakers speak multiple times so people could hear different sessions, which I thought was a cool touch. On the flip side, the agenda that was put together for Partner Day was not very well organized. A lot of people were frustrated by that. (laughs) Fix that for next year, HubSpot. And uh, I, I don't really know. I heard mixed feedback on how many different sessions they had. So at any given time, what do you think? 15 sessions at a time? Yeah, there's a
1: lot of people. Yeah.
0: So there were there were a lot of people there. Um, mixed results on that. One is you can't get to everything. And they didn't have, as far as I know, they didn't have all the sessions recorded. Um, at least definitely not <laughs> on, on video. So
1: the only session they didn't record was mine.
0: <laughs> as far as I know, they didn't. And by that I mean Andy, the only one. Wanted...
1: <laughs>
0: oh man! Forget that guy. So on the on the plus side, I guess you have this: you've got more customization. So if people could actually figure out where to go at any given time, maybe they could tap into something with more valuable or more relevant information to them versus someone else. So there's some balance here between that. And the fact that in years past when during the conference there, were, there was one or two agency sessions going on at any given time or last year there were just fewer sessions, I've, I actually felt like that. There's definitely benefit to having small groups, but there's some benefit to having more people go through the same content. So obviously if that content is good. So my personal preference would be for them to push the speakers a little bit harder have fewer people speak, have those be larger sessions, but vet those out, um, which takes a lot of work, vet those out very well to make sure that the content's going to be super relevant and helpful for um, as many people as possible who are there. When when we would go and it would be one session or two sessions at a time back when the agency partner program was way, way smaller, you would get out of that and anyone who you talk to, you know, you, if there were two sessions at a time, you had a 50-50 shot of, when you talk to any other agency owners or agency members of them having been in the same session and having thoughts on the same session that you had. So we don't need to have heard the same information to have common points to talk about. Um, but that communal experience I think, creates the environment for community. So I, I'm not really sure all that to say, I'm not sure which way I'd go, but my initial preference after going through it this year was why don't we have um, a few fewer experiences there, vet them out, um, ahead of time, communicate them well and have people go through it. So that's my argument back to, you thought it was very well run and like I said, it's just cause you're speaking.
1: <laughs> the, well you and you mentioned something interesting there, community. What do you think, what do you think about the, the presence of community at a conference like inbound? Like how has, as they've scaled, how has the community feel changed there? and how would you tweak your strategies next year at Inbound to, to get more out of community, to give more to community? Like, What are your thoughts around that? I'm glad that you asked because it's
0: exactly what I just said, but I didn't say it the way that you're kind of teeing me up to here, and I didn't really think about it this way. This is why Inbound feels less communal now because there's so many more sessions, and they do that to accommodate more people, but it's not necessarily that there's more people. That's certainly part of why it feels less communal in some ways. And I, I probably need to define what I mean by communal or whatever. But we've just got so many more diverse experiences at the conference itself that you're not sure. You know, it used to be when we first went um, that you could talk to someone later that day and say, you know, did you see that session or what did you think of that session? And there was a good chance that they were in it. And this year, uh, even from partner day, which is much scaled down for the full thing, if you talk to someone, you've got a one in 15 chance that they were at the same session you were. So the odds just aren't very good that you guys had the same experience and can kind of rehash and talk through as a conversation starter, at least, Um, you know, what happened in that. So there's certainly, that's not the be all end all that we have that same conversation starter, but it helps. It helps to cultivate that feel of community.
1: Yeah, definitely. The, yeah, interesting. Just starting as a conversation, because it's common ground, right? Like that's a piece you can you can kind of move off of. Right. Um, so I think like the flip side of the communal feels like overwhelm. Um I remember like I remember leaving past inbounds, like way more overwhelmed with a lot of like lists of stuff we want to push into right away. Um and I saw people frantically running around like that or like everyone on the team goes to a different session, then we come back, we all share our notes, like we build our action plan. Um, what do you think about that? Like, how, like, is that how you're meant to take stuff in? What is that? Does it have negative consequences? Is that a positive thing? Like, does that bring good change after the conference when it meets, when you come crashing back into real life? Um, what do you think?
0: Yeah. I don't know if we're the best people to ask about this because most years we've taken the majority of the team to inbound. So we're not in that situation where you send a marketing manager or just the agency owner or a couple key people go and then they come back and try and translate it to everyone else, which from what I've heard is very frustrating, but I haven't lived through that because I've only been the owner. Um, I haven't been the person who has people come back and say, okay, we're throwing everything out and doing, doing everything. New. However, the overwhelming part and team members going to various sessions and everything. We've definitely felt that in the past. And, less so this year. So my guess is there's probably a framework here that different personality types work through obviously differently, but some better than others where you've got some personality types. My guess is this would lean towards the visionaries who hear all these things and want to go implement stuff right away. It's kind of like the, um, the innovators, the people who eat that stuff up. Um, for sure. you got other personality types, who are very resistant to change and almost hesitant or push back and um, they are more resistant to all the new ideas. And then you've got somewhere here where we need to take it all in. We need to recognize just because other people are saying this is what they're doing, just because last year Facebook ads was the big push that doesn't make Facebook ads right or right for your business or even right in general, just like anything else, just because a lot of people are doing it. That's not the standard for right and wrong, at least in, in my worldview. So there's gotta be some sensitivity to just cause this is popular this year. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the future. Even if it is the future, that doesn't necessarily mean it's my future, but then also the openness to ideas and trying to prioritize. I think prioritization that's always been a challenge in our business. I think it's a challenge for every business. That's probably all this comes down to is look, we've got all these ideas. That's great. Let's be realistic about our bandwidth, about what we currently have and then prioritize things. And so my guess is probably all of the overwhelm and everything else is just when we either don't take the time to prioritize or we prioritize incorrectly. So you've got the agency owner who comes back and says, these things are now the priorities, but it really is not what the current business model is. Um, And the change, there's just this huge shock and overwhelm to everyone else when it comes back and all of a sudden all the priorities change. And the only reason is because somebody went to a conference. So figuring out (laughs) how to prioritize is probably the answer to – to pretty much the whole overwhelm thing, just, okay, these things in our current business maintain number one priority. And these other things in our current business or that we're currently doing, we can drop those down in order to focus on these new ideas. Um, but just going through and actually creating that list and doing that as a team. That's my first, that's my gut reaction to what would be helpful. And that's you and I, uh, we had a chance in the airport while we were waiting around for flights back. Um, and then even over the last couple of days to kind of step back and prioritize. And I feel better prepared to take action on fewer things from inbound than ever before.
1: Mm, that's wisdom, Gray. Better prepared bad. to take it's, it's action wisdom. on fewer things. That's huge. You got to have a framework to step back though. Like there's got, this is where most people lack the rhythms in their business to actually achieve perspective because you've got to get together as a core team and have that ten thousand foot conversation of where are we trying to go three years, one year, you know, twelve weeks, like that big picture stuff. But then a lot of times we just leave those conversations in the boardroom or we leave it at like that retreat that we had and we get all we got all excited, we came home excited and impassioned. There's like that that fire. And that's the same thing you can have after inbound or any marketing conference. Like you're fired up about this stuff, but where's that gonna be two weeks from now? Where's that gonna be four weeks from now? You know, you might come back all hyped up on video and you go and do three vlogs or you go and interview a few people and then what happens? You know, it's like, how do you sustain these things? And I think what you said about taking a step back, analyzing everything, giving it all a fair shot, doing that as a core team, so you're having different perspectives in there and then picking a few of those that you wanna push into, doing them well, tracking your progress, moving forward. I think that's big. And that's something that I was a little bit surprised about at Inbound this year is like, the big thing was HubSpot rolling out the Services Suite, right? The, the flywheel Hub, was yep. a big, it mm-hmm. was a big thing. Um, I was surprised, and we haven't we didn't talk about this before now, so this is going to be interesting. The I was surprised by the number of agencies I spoke with that said they were not going to touch Service Hub at all. Did you have that same experience?
0: Yeah, definitely talked to quite a few of them, and the observation that I have about that is that all of those agencies where I had those conversations were the agencies, I don't know what the minimum team size was, but older, more established agencies, not old, but in the agency space, old, meaning more than a couple of years old. <laughs> they and survived with a big the enough, four year mark. <laughs> with a big enough team where you could have somebody um, take point on service hub or something else. And the thing that stuck out to me was, all these agencies that are growing we've all figured out um, differentiation is huge like narrowing down our focus focus is like the value of focus basically, and that's the reason they're successful and so you would think like all the smaller agencies younger agencies obviously they can't get distracted and try this now, but most agencies who are most gung-ho not all of them, but certainly agencies who were very gung- ho about it um are the agencies who maybe that's going to be a challenge bandwidth-wise for them? And I say maybe with a hint of probably. <laughs> um, but now not – I mean there's certainly established agencies who are going to implement service. Service Hub makes a lot of sense. The flywheel makes sense. I thought the whole presentation was good um, and made sense. And at some point we're going to have to operate around that. But as far as we're not going to get so distracted and dive right in right now, that was my observation was most of those were more mature agencies or agency owners who kind of understand the value of focus and we can't just constantly get distracted i bet i guess the recognition that i talked about those personality types earlier how we adjust to change and we all know that some people are more receptive some people are very not receptive to change but new doesn't mean better that we need to go do it it doesn't change the priority new doesn't mean worse it doesn't mean we need to be hesitant to you know we just absolutely can't change then we've got the personality where we where we reject it and so new is bad whether new is just new it's not good or bad so objectively prioritizing all the things that you've got going on regardless of when that idea came um and so that was what i was seeing from those agency owners was we'll be interested to see how this develops maybe this is going to require partnerships with other agencies who service this or other um contractors or people um but right now we've got a good thing going And we've got our own objectives and things we're trying our own priorities. And this does not just because it's new and HubSpot announced it, this doesn't go right to the top of the priority list.
1: Very well said. Just like whatever it is, even if you're not a HubSpot partner, just guard yourself from shiny object syndrome because that can rob you of valuable focus and valuable energy that would otherwise be spent pushing into the agency and growing at a higher level rather than just like chasing your tail in circles. Um, That's what I said, Greg. So
0: if I can change the subject for a second, speaking of new stuff, a lot of conversations, HubSpot releasing kind of HubSpot video. Um, (laughs) I heard video a lot. Did you hear video a lot?
1: I heard a lot. A lot of agencies I'm, I'm seeing, I was chatting with them, seeing them walking around with their cameras. A lot of agencies are putting a big focus on video. It's not going anywhere, which I think is great. Um, But what I noticed differently this year was more people talking about like actual investment into video. I mean like putting studios into their office and like buying slick equipment and not just like hacking stuff together, but actually making it a core part of their service offering. And I was really encouraged by that. I think that's really, really cool because it's just a great way to diversify the content. Without you know reinventing the wheel, because you can just take the same piece of content, change it up, put a video with it, like there's a lot you can do when you have the capabilities to do video, so that, that got me stoked, dude.:
0: Yeah, that was cool to hear just the way that people are approaching that, and that people are seeing real results from it, um, because you know there's certain activities that we do in the marketing space that are easier to quantify than other ones and video for some people has been a challenge to who've who've tried it been a challenge to quantify exactly what does that mean we get fewer views than when we write a blog post um because this video takes longer to consume but what's the quality from that Um, so cool to hear what people are seeing and the investment that that they're starting to make which makes a lot more sense yes sir i've got a different question for you hit me also about what we were seeing from just agency conversations. Man, it was so, you think with, I want to say they were, they said something about having 2,000 partners there at Partner Day. And there's 25,000 people at the conference. So I don't know what the breakdown is in terms of how many agency attendees. Versus, I don't know if it was 2,000 total agency people or 2,000 different agencies represented. Um, either way, I don't know what the breakdown was, but and this probably uh, has to do with going to Inbound for six years and knowing people and podcast, and all that stuff. I mean, it definitely does from, um, from people coming up to us. But we just had so many agency conversations. And what I noticed this year that stuck out to me that I can't recall in years past is the number of agency people who weren't going to sessions or were going to, like, one session or two sessions a day. Instead of – I just remember we started going in 2013 – and it was like, "I gotta get to this session and I' gotta get to we had it all mapped out and go to all those sessions and try and hit up as many as possible and then obviously that's faded down to this year um I went to one session where i was where I was speaking um <laughs> and, and the the schedule was still booked and had a ton ton of conversations, but I just noticed way more um agency team members and owners who really weren't going to sessions i do not know if you saw the same thing and then if that's the case for someone who's thinking about that and saying and part of it is hey this is growing larger and larger it's harder for hubspot to vet who's speaking not only to vet who's speaking but then also to communicate here's a session that's going to be valuable and helpful for you right now and so i talked to a lot of people who struggled with some of the quality or the relevance not necessarily it's not like the quality was necessarily bad it just wasn't as relevant as they were hoping it was going to be going into that session should agency owners think about just getting a community pass for next year's inbound
1: well that depends on whether or not they're paying for the all-access pass gray (laughs)
0: how how much do you value a food truck
1: exactly Um, it's a good question. I think it depends on where you are at in your agency, like life cycle. Um, I think those that are, I don't think you're going to go to inbound and I might be wrong about this, but I don't think you're going to go to inbound and walk away with like some original thought that's going to change the services you provide to your client. Right? Like you might find, you might be able to listen to an expert talk about one piece of something. Um, but really the, I think the value in going to sessions is first of all, like the people that are in there, second of all would be the access to the person who's speaking. And then third would be the content that they're presenting. Um, so kind of, if you're, I would say, if you look at an agenda and there are specific people there that you would want to make a connection to who are presenting on a given topic. Um, whether it's agency or not agency, that could be anything that, that kind of communal piece of it, like the people you're consuming content with, and then the opportunity to actually get up and talk to someone who spoke, those would be the wins. Um, you can do, you can do that with a community pass, but, um, I don't know, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, something to think about. I was kind of hoping you'd go the opposite way and argue for the VIP pass, but
1: <laughs> I did go down the escalators. You can look into that little VIP lounge there, and they had like an espresso machine in there that looked really, really sweet. And there's, sold. They no, not actually sold. I mean, the coffee at Inbound's not fantastic. Like, don't I'm a bit of a coffee nerd, but the coffee's not fantastic. And that's an understatement. But why do they wheel it away at like 9 25? Like, there should be coffee all day long. If you're keeping people out that late or giving them that much free booze, you've got to counteract that with caffeine. Can, can we get that on the feedback loop for next year? That needs to be a thing.
0: I'm not qualified for this conversation, so I'm going to go ahead and divert it right here. Yeah. There, <laughs> one last theme that I have that got <laughs> to me. Speaking of the process of delivering coffee and how it was mm. lackluster but has potential for improvement, stuck out to me. <laughs> Nobody has the processes where they want them to be. There's a huge correlation. We've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast. We've built a business around this. Between who has process and who's having success. Um But I guess to me I, it was just the feeling of – um like, nobody's completely happy. Nobody has the complete system and process built <clears throat> to where they want it to be. We talked to multiple diamond partners who talked about the struggle with their processes and, and make them consistent. And and so you, it felt like we were having the same conversation with people who were diamond partners that we were having with people who were silver gold partners or who are untiered with HubSpot right now. But then when you dive into what they have now, there's just a huge difference. Nobody's happy with it. The difference is... The diamond partners have a good amount built out. They've made a lot of iterations. They just still recognize how far there is to go. And um and for some of the younger, earlier stage or not as mature partners, and that's just one way to measure size. That's there are some uh much larger who aren't diamond with HubSpot or anything. Um but uh but who don't have processes uh, either at all or they have a very rough iteration that nobody ever looks at and follows and so what stuck out to me is the only way for the process to improve is to start somewhere have a process documented and then iterate on that as you go and that'll naturally happen if you have it built out
1: yeah that like the thing that bothers me like we have we work with HubSpot we're working with HubSpot Platinum Partners right now in our our new program that are going through the same struggle like you look at big people and you think that, gosh, they don't have the problems that I'm feeling right now. And that's bull crap because a lot of these problems just go back to focus. When you think about the operations that run your agency, it's it's hard to visualize how much work goes into what you offer for your clients If you're in a manufacturing company, you look down on the manufacturing floor, it's very easy to see like what machinery is sitting out there, what people are working that machinery, like how long, how complex is the assembly line. But an agency is so different. It's hard to get that visual into the complexity of the process, but every new service you offer, every new process that you follow to deliver that service adds an entirely – new layer of complexity to the business and this scales exponentially and the problem with most agencies doesn't matter if you're just getting started out and you have two clients on the books or if you've got 30 clients on the books too many agencies offer too many services to those clients and each of those clients are trying to accomplish different goals and those two points colliding leads to a complexity of process that's Really, really hard to even wrap your mind around, much less document. And so you've got to strip it down and start from the beginning and say, where are we focusing? What are the outcomes we're trying to deliver? And start the conversation there. Uh, I think you and I have seen that. We felt that in, in at Guava Box, but like now working with over 900 agencies, like that's the theme, dude. Like over and over and over again. And that continued at inbound. Like hearing that frustration from people, just like ah, I need to figure this thing out, or oh, I should really talk to you guys. It's like, yeah, there's there's multiple layers at play here, and I don't think we see all of those layers all the time.
0: Right. This is the last thing that I've got to throw in on this point, but you just said it, and it stuck out to me, is just the overwhelming feeling of, like, I don't know where to start. And that paralyzes so many people. It paralyzed us um, in the early days at Guava Box for a while until we really started getting serious about it. Um, but... Being paralyzed by not having any processes um, at all and understanding why there's so many that that can't hold you back. You got to simplify somehow and start somewhere. Like it's the same prioritization thing as before. If you come back from inbound with 40 different things that you want to implement, odds are none of them get implemented, or none of them get implemented well, or even completely. You get halfway with a bunch of things. Um, so focus and priorities are pretty much the uh the antithesis to the way a lot of marketers are wired by nature initially until they're trained on that on that system and have that, mm-hmm. have that process built in but uh is that that's the that's requisite for success
1: bingo good stuff bro well let's wrap it up right here um thanks for listening guys those okay. are our thoughts on inbound um, next week on the podcast is going to be Gray and I again, we're talking last week. If you missed last week's episode about our rebrand, about how we got to the point where Zen, we are Zen pilot, go check that out. There's a lot of backstory there on the journey that Gray and I have traveled the past six months, past year. Um, and just, we're trying to pull back the curtain and show you guys what we're doing, the questions we're asking, the doubts we were feeling, what brought us to this point. Um, you can kind of catch up on that backstory by listening to last week's episode. If you haven't already next week, we're going to basically walk through where we see things going. Um, we've got Zen pilot. Now our mission from a business owner standpoint is simplicity. We're going to walk through some things that were some principles we're going to use to use to guide our business, to guide our, our steps moving forward and what we see as the key things that agencies need to be paying attention to when it comes to, Um, you know, the systems, the processes that power your businesses. Um, So check that out. I'm excited for that conversation. I think it's going to be good. You can be the ultimate judge of that, but that's what's coming down the line. Gray, any final words before we say adieu?
0: Adieu. Nope, nothing else. That's great. Look forward to talking next week. In the meantime, have an awesome week.